We are going to energize the country. We need to wake up and smell the coffee. The independence case is a powerful one. Another future is possible, but we've got to fight for it. Order! Hello and welcome to the Debated Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Dan Moraine, a veteran American journalist who has worked on such distinguished publications as the Sacramento Bee and the LA Times to discuss his latest book, a biography of the current Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. The book is Kamala's Way. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Well, thanks so much for having me, Will. Uh, it's great to have you on, Dan. And the first question that I'd like to ask is perhaps a, a, a bit of an obvious one, but what made what was it that um, made you decide to write the book in the first place? Well, it, it, I mean, I must say it sort of fell into my lap. I, um, you know, I've been a journalist, like you said, in California for the better part of 44 years, and I retired, sort of, <laughs> Uh, in March of 2020, and and that was, of course, the month when everything shut down in California. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was freelancing a little bit, um, walking my dog, and one of the pieces that I did was about Kamala Harris uh, for the Washington Post. Um, and uh, you know, sort of a long story short, um, the editor of that post story urged that I write a book about Kamala Harris. He had a friend at Simon and Schuster who was the editor, this fabulous editor, Priscilla Payton. And, um, uh, this piece ran on August 11th of 2020, the day Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris. Mm. And by the beginning of September, I had embarked on this book <laughs> and, um, you know, so it really did, uh, fall into my lap. Um, and my deadline was November 3rd. And November 3rd, of course, was election day out here and um, uh, over here. And so I handed in the final chapters at about 5 p.m. on November 3rd and walked downstairs to join my wife to watch the returns. And there it is. <laughs> so it's been it's been a very interesting uh, uh, year following following uh, Kamala Harris's. As, as you would know from reading the book, I, mm-hmm. I first wrote about her in 1994 um, uh, when I was at the L.A. Times and, and uh, uh, she had got a plum appointment, a, a nice political appointment from uh, her good friend, Willie Brown, then good friend, who was the speaker, very powerful a politician out here in California. Um, and then I got to know her better during the 2000 presidential campaign, I, which I helped cover for the LA Times, mm. and, and then got to know her better when she ran for attorney general in 2010. I was then working at the Sacramento Bee as an editorial writer and a columnist. Um, so, you know, so I followed her. Um, mm. I did not, I was not on the presidential campaign trail. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I certainly know her, knew her, um, have watched her with with great interest. I mean, she's mm. a fascinating politician. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I think that you make um, quite clear from the start of the book is the influence uh, that Vice President Harris's parents had on um, her subsequent um, political career, particularly uh, her mother. Um, how important do you think it is for a successful politician um, like Vice President Harris to have 
politically aware or politically active parents? Or do you think that um, in some cases it is, is perhaps um, not always relevant, but certainly it, it does help as it obviously did in, in the case of Vice President Harris? Yeah, so, so that's so interesting. I mean, without a doubt, her parents, her mother was politically engaged. Mm -hmm. um, her father similarly was. She, she was born in Oakland. California, uh, which in 1964 is a very liberal city even then, um, and grew up in Berkeley, which is um, renowned for it, its, its liberal thought. It's uh, uh, among the most liberal uh, cities in, in the United States. Um, and, and in the 1960s, it was, uh, you know, your listeners will, will know that was quite a, a time of, of, of um, uh, political roiling in, in, mm -hmm. in America, and particularly in California. I mean, this was the center of the anti-Vietnam War movement. Mm -hmm. It was the center of the environmental movement. It was the center of the justice movement. I mean, all kinds of uh, things were swirling around Berkeley when she was a little girl. And her parents were part of that. Her parents were, um, you know, they weren't out front leaders in the civil rights movement, but they were certainly there. They brought her to demonstrations um, uh, for, on, on behalf of civil rights. Um, it's really her mother who is, I think, most influential. Um, her parents split when she was a young girl, hmm. divorced in um, uh, my recollection was 72, 1972. So, you know, she, so she was a, a, a child. Her father, who became a professor at Stanford University, one of the great universities in America, an economics professor, had joint custody or shared custody uh, of Kamala and her younger sister, Maya. Um, uh, and he did, um, so he, he was a Jamaican native, uh, had come over uh, to study. Um, and, and so he tried to, uh, in part to her and her sister, uh, their Jamaican roots. They spent time in Jamaica, uh, at least one trip, uh, maybe more, I'm not sure. Um, uh, but it was really her mother who was the greatest influence, Shamala Gopalan Harris. Um, she too was an immigrant from India, came over in 1959, um, not yet 20 years old, um, and with the goal of studying to become a scientist. I mean, imagine the guts of that woman to, mm. to, to, to do such a thing. I mean, she was 19. <laughs> she, she was in a, in a country where there were still, uh, where there were, you know, ar arranged marriages. And mm. she uh, uh, basically persuaded her father that, 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 uh, that she should be allowed to come to, California, halfway around the world, place she had never been, uh, to study to become a scientist. And, and so here she was. And so, you know, really a, a, a bold woman. I, I never met her, but I certainly know people who knew her and um, just talk about what a you know, force of nature she was and brilliant, became a PhD uh, researcher, cancer researcher. Um, so I think that she had the greater influence on, on Kamala Harris than, than her father. I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting. I mean, um, mm. you know, as, as you know, having read the book, that, that um, Harris did not help in any way. And her people, uh, people around her, uh, political people around her, 
um, uh, didn't help. Um, uh, with, you know, she was running for vice president. She was busy <laughs> when I was working on this book. Um, uh, but, uh, but it's apparent that she's got, a, a, at best, a distant relationship with her father, Donald Harris. Hmm. Um, uh, if he was at the inauguration on January 20th of, of 2021, it, it, it's not readily apparent. I mean, mm-hmm. There was no press coverage of such an appearance. I think somebody would have noted it. Uh, I watched the inauguration on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I would have recognized him from all the photos I've seen of him. But, yeah. uh, but you know, so I don't think he was there. Um, and can you imagine uh, if he wasn't? And I say, mm-hmm. if um, your daughter becomes vice president, I mean, what a huge, uh, what a huge uh, accomplishment. And, mm. and you're not there, you know, you're not one of the honored guests uh, if you're the father, I, you know, I'm the father mm. of, of three kids, two, two daughters, and I just can't imagine. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so there is this, you know, she, she has said very little about him publicly. Um, when she writes her memoir, maybe she'll, she'll explain it in more detail what the relationship has been. Um, she was very close to her mother. She talks mm-hmm. about her mother to this day. She makes reference to her, to, uh, uh, to her, her mother, as does, um, Kamala Harris's sister, Maya. They, mm-hmm. so anyway, this is yeah. interesting. Yes. And w- one of the things that I think that you, you raise there is that, um, as, as and you point out in the book as well, is that as the children of um, immigrants, very much at the um, part of the, the civil rights movement in uh, California, was something that was integral to her, her upbringing. And, and, and she referenced during the um, presidential campaign um, the system of um, busing, which um, she was a, a, a part of whilst as a child. How right. much of, of that kind of... Um, situation where often um in in america during that period and and obviously things in some parts of america still quite a bit now the emphasis on the color of a person's skin how much do you think that that uh, made her even more determined to um you know achieve a great office that because there were so many you know prejudicial people that she would have uh, encountered both of a, a, as a uh, as a as a child and then uh, as she grew older how how much of an influence do you think that that made on her and, and gave her that kind of like extra determination to um get as far as she possibly could mm-hmm. well you know she she's a you know she's a very driven person mm. you know and she you know, i don't know kind of the maybe the definition of overachiever but um, she, she, uh, you know, she's very, very smart. She is, um, uh, and, and she, you know, she comes to meetings prepared when she would come to the editorial board in Sacramento B. I mean, you just, I mean, she knew exactly what she wanted to do. She, she had been briefed. Um, uh, she, she understood the issues really well. You know, this is a very smart woman, uh, easy, and, and often underestimated. I mean, it's just the reality of, I think, being a a, um, a, a woman in politics and, and a woman of color in politics. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, her her, uh, uh, you know, she she is a, a, a 
a smart, driven, uh, uh, very skilled politician. Um, and she knows that she's who she is, <laughs> right? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just part of who she is. Now, in terms of busing, you know, you know busing in Berkeley was a lot different than busing in, in the southern states or busing mm, in Boston, where, where it was, where, where there was, or, or Los Angeles, I mean, parts of, parts of California where uh, busing was really resisted by parents, uh, uh, black and white. Um, and Berkeley, on the other hand, uh, really did embrace busing after, uh, by, by the time she was bused, which was in 1970. Um, she wasn't part of the first class that was bused. Um, she was too young. And, 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 but by the time she, she, she was bused from the flats where, where, you know, most where, where, where people of color lived up to the hills where, where wealthier um, white people lived um, to that school, you know, Berkeley and Berkeley had embraced it. Um, you know, Berkeley thought that the, the people of Berkeley had, um, uh, had initially had fought it. There was a re, uh, an attempt to uh, oust to recall the, the school board members that failed. And, and um, uh, the people of Berkeley were ultimately became very supportive of it. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, you ask um, how much, uh, uh, how big a part do, does race play in who she is? I mean, it's who, she, you know, it's part of mm. who she is. It's not, you know, I would not define her as, uh, uh, as a, uh, you know, black South Asian, <laughs> you know, but yeah. a, a, a child of, of, of a, man from Jamaica and a woman from South Asia, I would first define her as a, as a, as a really skilled politician, a really smart person. And, you know, so, but, but absolutely on the list is, yeah, she's a woman of color and, and that, that matters. I mean, it matters to her. She talks about how, when she was a, a prosecutor, uh, sending criminals off to prison for long periods of time for, you know, crimes they had committed, uh, that she, she talks about the, the, uh, you know, racism in the justice system. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's part of who she is. She understands it on a, on a fundamental level. Um, so yeah, of course it's, 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 it's all part of who she is. It, and, and, but you know, people who define her as simply a woman of color are, are kind of missing uh, missing important elements of who she is. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you touched upon um, her time as a as a prosecutor there. And I, and I think what's um, interesting in the book is how you can chart um, her, her rise through uh, the legal uh, profession and how um, she, she she really was in many ways a, a, a natural um, lawyer and a natural. Um, prosecutor as, 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 as well. The way that she dealt with so many cases was, um, you know, incredibly highly effective. And, and you can see how um, she ended up uh, as attorney general. What do you think it was that particularly um, drew her to the law? And what do you think it was about the legal system that um, made her decide to, to become a lawyer and a prosecutor and, and, and eventually uh, attorney general. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it is, um, uh, you know, it's one of, one of the things that, that 
that you would ask if, you know, she, that I would have asked had I been able to sit down and um, do, do a, a biographical interview with her. I interviewed her many times before, but it was always about policy issues. Never, never about, you know, her family life or anything like that. Um, uh, you know, what she has said was, was that she, she saw the law as a, as a, as a way to, um, uh, to help uh, transform uh, as being a transformative thing. I mean, you know, America remains still mm-hmm. uh, a country where the rule of law uh, matters and, and uh, you know, what better way to, uh, to make sure that that uh, remains the case than to be a lawyer. And then in terms of being a prosecutor, it certainly did surprise her family that she chose this route. Um, and, uh, the, the, um, uh, but, uh, you know, I think one reason she did was, was, uh, to try to change the justice system from within, mm-hmm. you know, people who, um, you know, she gets caricatured, uh, quite a bit in the States as, as being this radical lefty. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, you know, I just kind of roll yeah. my eyes because, you know, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm certainly no apologist for Kamala Harris. Um, the, you know, the book, I think, points out her flaws mm-hmm. as, as well as her strengths. But, I mean, the reality is this is a person who um, spent the bulk of her adult life sending people to prison for, <laughs> for doing bad things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, yeah. they're the, you know, she, she has, um, she has, uh, you know, maybe a progressive view of the criminal justice system. She understands that there is racism embedded in in charging decisions and that sort of thing. But this is a woman who, you know, she she prosecuted a guy who tried to scalp his girlfriend. He was mm. high on meth, and 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 he tried to, you know, scalp her, and it mm. didn't work the first time. And he got a sharper knife, and it worked the second time. And, and, you know, I mean, this is, this is the kind of case that she handled, you know, it's a heavy, heavy duty, you know, felony, violent, awful domestic violence crime. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, so she has seen, she has seen the, the, the really ugly side of, of, of human behavior, any prosecutor would in Alameda County and then. Um, and then in San Francisco, I mean, Alameda, you know, when she was there, it was, it was um, uh, at a high point in homicides in, in that city. In San Francisco, when she was a uh, uh, prosecutor, there was, um, uh, it, it was, it was one of the worst years for homicides. And, and then when she became district attorney, the same thing. Uh, district attorney is an elective office in San Francisco, and and she was the elected district attorney for um, six years uh, before she ran for California Attorney General. Um, so yeah, so she has, uh, you know, she 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 certainly has liberal views on, mm. on you know reproductive rights and same sex marriage and and kind of the, those sorts, you know, the environment um, and and. And that sort of thing, but but she spent a lot of time sending a lot of people to prison, and I think that that shapes one's outlook as well. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that one of the things that um, certainly uh, 
attracted a lot of people to her before she um, ran for, for president in, in 2020 was that uh, ability, as, as you mentioned, to be a, um, a progressive uh, prosecutor, to, to, to stand up against um, some of the injustices that people have um, suffered at the hands of others and, and do so perhaps not in a, you know, a, a way that some prosecutors do, which is perhaps a more um, moralistic or conservative way, but in a very progressive way. And we saw that when she was in um, the Senate during the uh, Brett Kavanaugh hearings. How much of a role do you think that played in her uh, eventually running for the presidency, the, the the Kavanaugh hearings, because that was one of the moments that really, um, you know, defined her uh, in in terms of the public imagination for people perhaps who would not come across her, or, or for people who weren't from California. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know I think she she, um, well the people around her started thinking about her running for president on election night 2016. That was mm-hmm. a, the the yeah. night that she she. Uh, won in a landslide uh, the U.S. Senate seat in, uh, from California, one of two Senate seats from California. She she won that, but that was also the night that Donald Trump was elected. Mm. And so I know that people, um, her her political aides, uh, were thinking, ah, <laughs> she she you know there were there were um, if not uh, checking the flights to Des Moines, Iowa. And, <laughs> Uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, they were, you know, certainly starting to yeah. uh, think about it. And and she, you know, so, I mean, I think she was thinking about running for president uh, basically on that night and uh, that election night uh, when Trump won. Um, so, you know, much of what she did as a U.S. senator was, was um, I mean, she arrived, she arrived as, as, as a, a star, she was she was somebody who uh, who the media was very interested in, in paying attention to, and and much of what she did in, in those um, you know 20, 2017, 18, and nineteen, she's you know she announced her presidential campaign at the beginning of twenty nineteen hmm. um, was was aimed at was aimed at running for president. I have no doubt. Um, uh, you know, she made her final decision. In, in 2018, as I detail in the book, um, but uh, but she but she was thinking about it before that, and and, uh, and so of course the the Brett Kavanaugh hearing was 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 one that in which she got a lot of attention. This was um, you know she she showed her ability to to really go after uh, to you know prosecutorial uh, uh, her prosecutorial skills shown through wasn't the first time uh you know she spent a lot of time uh giving um trump appointees or nominees uh heartburn in hearings uh in 2017 18 uh uh, and and then 19 uh but really those two years 17 and 18 she was you know she was she'd be pretty tough Mm. (laughs) you know uh and 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 people saw that um you know that that was her calling card what among well that was her calling card i think for running for president was her ability to to make trump appointee squirm mm. be the prosecutor yeah um, so yeah it's a big deal for her mm. and um I, I like to turn now just to the um 
presidential um, campaign and, and, and a part of the presidential campaign, which was a, 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 another um, very vivid moment um, in which he confronted um, Joe Biden relating uh, to busing that, that, that we mentioned earlier. And one of the things that you, you, you touch upon in the book is that although it was a um, very uh, you know, important moment and the moment that was repeated um, through the, the news cycles after the debate, it was one that also caused her a bit of um, trouble as well, because you mentioned uh, a New York Times story from the following day um, in which one of her um, spokespeople said that um, although she supported busing as a method for school integration, uh, she de uh, declined to provide additional information uh, relating to that. And I think that this is something that you, you, you touch upon in the book and you discuss in the book is that Sometimes uh, perhaps she had a tendency to, to raise an issue, um, but then not always follow through. Do you think that this is something that is perhaps a bit of a, a um, weak spot for her as a politician in that she can you know, raise a particular issue, but might not always be able to uh, follow through with it if the uh, issue becomes a bit uh, tricky uh, later yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Um... I think that that's true. I think that when she uh, when she raised busing, she she yeah, I'm not sure she thought about the, what the follow up question was going to be. Hmm. You saw it in in other aspects of her run for the presidency. It was not a very, I mean, it wasn't a very good campaign. She hmm. you know she ended up dropping out before the first votes were count, counted. But you know she had she she flip flopped on on the question of of uh, of healthcare, Medicare for mm. all, uh, as we say in, in the States. Um, uh, she initially said she was for it and then she thought better of it and, and took a different view. Um, so yeah, she, she has, um, positions, uh, she has a lot of positions, um, uh, you know, the question then is, is what exactly are the principles? Um, and, uh, you know, I know what the fundamental principles are. She is supportive of civil rights. She's support, supportive of, of reproductive rights and women's health care and, mm. and, uh, and, and those sorts of things. You know, the, the, those big issues, we know where she stands, and I think those are uh, not ever going to change. I think mm. uh, she's, she's going to, you know, rethink or think through uh, different issues. Um, busing maybe is, is one, you know, busing is, is, is an issue that, that was huge in the seventies, sixties and eighties. It, it, not so much now. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just not one of those issues that, that people are talking about these days. Yeah, of course. Um, what's interesting about the book is of course, um, where it ends, it, 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 it ends, um, with the uh, with the with the election, and of course, was published um, ab about the time of the um, inauguration, just a bit before the inauguration. So, of course, doesn't cover um, her vice uh, presidency. So, um, sure. the obvious question is: Will you be uh, writing a, a follow up covering uh, her time as vice president? And 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 if so, what do you think um, will be the the major uh, things that you would? cover in such a book so far i mean of course her, her vice presidency yeah. is, is nowhere near ended yet but f f from what we've seen so far what do you think you'd be looking at and, and, and 
I think he goes well, particularly cool for him. Well, first, first of all, I don't think that that's on my to-do list. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I do think that that she's a really interesting character, but you know, I'm in California; she's in Washington. Mm. It's three thousand yeah, miles away, so so um, so it's just you know, it's not something that that it, it, in order to do this, I, I would have to be living and following her um, mm. for six months, and and. and uh, even then, I don't think that she would, um, you know, sit down and give me an interview. So, I mean, I just don't think she she's giving any though anybody those sorts of interviews. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I know she's not. Um, so, uh, uh, we're, um, so no, that's not what that's not on my to do list. But I do think that she's been a really interesting vice president. Um, hmm. You know, a, as we speak today the latest poll showed that she, you know, is, is really underwater in terms of uh, uh, her favorability and her popularity has, has really sunk. You know, we're a long way between now and, and uh, the midterm elections this time next year. And, and then uh, when Biden runs for, uh, pre- runs for re-election in 2024, we're a long way away from that. And plenty of time to... Um, uh, for for her to rise back in the polls, you know, one of the things that I find so interesting about her is the stuff she's bringing to the table. Mm. Um, that that um, you know, there are issues that that no other vice president has ever um, talked about. One of them is is um, uh, mortality among black mothers in childbirth. Mm. Right. I mean, no other vice president would ever, you know, deal with this issue. She she has uh, she has raised it as an issue as vice president. Um, Cal- uh, the the uh, the Biden administration uh, pushed through a child tax credit. So parents of, of uh, uh, children get two hundred fifty three hundred dollars a month in the bank account. That was something that she pushed when she was in the U.S. Senate, mm. um, and and is something that she takes um, uh, a measure of pride in having um, uh, had the Biden administration uh, uh, push that. So it, she is bringing to the fore issues that 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 other vice presidents just, I mean, it's just not on their radar. Mm. Uh, it's just not stuff they would have thought about, uh, and she is so. I think it's. I think that she's important for that reason. I think she's important for for you know who she is. I mean, mm. I think every little girl uh, can look at who the vice president is and and you know maybe see herself there, right? Yeah. And it, it's never happened before. It matters when um, you know the prime minister of Barbados, uh, Barbados comes to Washington and 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 sits down with Kamala Harris, right? Mm. I mean, the, yeah. these are. These are important. It's it's deeper than symbolism, mm. but symbolism also matters. Um, you know, it would be symbolism if 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 she weren't a substantial smart person. She is a substantial individual. Um, so it is more than symbolism, but mm. it matters who you know who the face is of of the vice president of the United States, and she's the first. And, um, and so. Uh, you know, so I find that that, that is significant. Yeah. Um, and she's been the first, you know, 
many times before. I mean, she's the first woman district attorney in San Francisco, the first woman uh, uh, attorney general in California, the first woman U.S. Uh, first woman of color uh, sent to the U.S. Senate from California, and, and and only the second woman of color ever to serve in the U.S. Senate. Um, so you know, so she she is um, in that sense um, a trailblazer. Uh, uh, whether she has a successful vice presidency depends on the success of Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of Biden's success depends on her success. So they're, they're very much uh, entwined here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. It's been great speaking to you, Dan. And I have one final question. Now, we've discussed, obviously, your book on um, Kamala Harris, but I would like to turn to a, a question that is perhaps more related to uh, your journalistic career. You've obviously been a, a journalist for um, many decades. And my final question is, if you could interview any politician from uh, American history or European history, going as far back as you like, and have a, a, an exclusive sit-down interview with them, which politician would you pick? Well, so I guess uh, I guess he's not necessarily a politician, but the but the political figure I I really I would really love to interview, um, and I assume you're saying living, um, <laughs> it, uh, you know, is um, uh, former U.S. Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy. Mm-hmm. He was a conservative. He was appointed by Ronald Reagan. He grew up in Sacramento, which is where I spent you know thirty years of my career working so I know some of you at Sacramento um, and he was appointed as a as as um, uh, quite a, a conservative but he was the one who wrote the decision uh, legalizing same-sex marriage he mm. he wrote uh, landmark decisions on on uh, prison conditions um, uh, very interesting uh, character and certainly in California history um, and and in 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 America, and then he he's the one who um, retired and and uh, uh, and then was replaced by uh, Kavanaugh. So it's it's um, uh, you know I wonder whether he regrets that. Probably not. I think he probably likes Kavanaugh. Although Kavanaugh is going to be much more conservative than he is. Anyway, I mean I just think the 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 the. U.S. Supreme Court and Supreme Courts in, in the various states are, are, are incredibly important. And, uh, and um, anyway, so I think Anthony Kennedy would be one. I would, you know, love to interview Boris Johnson, too. I mean, he seems like quite the character. <laughs> well, um, hopefully you will uh, get the chance to interview both of them one day, um, perhaps. There we go. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast, Dan. Uh, if people want to find uh, the book, if people want to buy the book, where should they go to buy the book? And if people want to follow you and find out more about you, where should they go to find out more about you? Well, I'm at Daniel Moraine on Twitter, and uh, and you can find the book at your bookstore or on Amazon. Go to Simon & Schuster and buy it there. Um, it comes out in paperback uh, in January, uh, but you can get it on audio uh, uh listen to it while you're doing yard work or whatever um uh, or uh, on your kindle so um so it's widely available 
Fantastic. Well, it's a book that I highly recommend and I hope people uh, who are listening to this uh, podcast who haven't already bought the book go out and buy it. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've enjoyed it, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam and Amazon Music. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Debated Podcast, like us on Facebook, Debated Podcast, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, whether about appearing on an episode of the podcast, or commenting on an episode that you've listened to, you can do so at thedebatedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, I hope you listen to the next one. 